The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. I'm Ben Humworth. I'm Trevor Flynn. And I'm Jack Newman, and welcome to the Movie Gang Podcast. This week, uh, we're three men in a podcast fighting back insanity as we review a movie about two men in a phallic object. Uh, <laughs> I think t- who, who said that one? That's that a great so line. I think that was the director. That's just oh, IMDb trivia. I don't know if I'm prepared <laughs> to... But yeah. Yeah. This week, we're going to be reviewing 2019's The Lighthouse, the follow-up uh, of Robert Eggers to his, uh, I guess, I don't necessarily call it a smash hit, but it is a hit, uh, The Witch, uh, with like a weird Cult letter hit. and The Witch. Cult hit. That's great. The, 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 the yeah. Witch. Though, according to dick. Edgar's, mm. this one was actually in production, actually technically before The Witch actually even came out. Oh, wow. Um, so this has kind of been in the, the works for quite a while. Uh, returning cinematographer, everything, but I got a quick summary right here. It's kind of vague, but, you know, it is what it is. Two lighthouse keepers try to maintain the sanity while living on a remote and mysterious New England island in the, 19, in the 1890s. Uh, again, it's starring... Uh, well, no, it's, pardon me, starring Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson. That's literally it, <laughs> pretty much. Yep. Uh, and the mermaid. Yeah, yeah and a mermaid, and a mermaid. Who start, who's the mermaid? Mermaid and a blonde boy. Flashback guy, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Valerie Nightmare Vision Carmen. blonde boy. Yeah. Valer, uh, Valeria Carmen. Caramon. Who, uh, in kind of classic horror movie fashion, has no other credits, so she has a kind of earth. That's, that's quality perfect. That she's in nowhere else. That's perfect. <laughs> she was like somebody on the street. She's like, come on. Actually, no, it, she's got a It'll be awkward when she's like the star of a Marvel movie in 10 years. And we're like, oh, she, oh, yeah, she has a mermaid vagina. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, I mean, this is, this is, uh, this is some, this is some, this is. Well, we got to get, we got to get certain things about the lighthouse out of the way. Farts. Rat. Mermaid Rat. vagina. Tentacle possible sex. There's there are weird things in this movie that people are focusing on, which is fair. It has some weird stuff, but I naked think this movie is more. This is more naked woman with lights coming out of his eyes. It's yes. actually it's actually more horrifying an image to me than pretty much anything else in this film. And I don't know why. Like he's he's actually like a very like no offense. Willem Dafoe in his own way can be sexy. For like a sixty five year old man, I was like, well, not bad, you know. But I, he's I'm just, not. No, he's no, just, no. He's, he's covered with like suckers and crustacean though. Oh, yeah. that part was that was interesting. Full on Poseidon yeah. Willem was definitely something, yeah. which is so funny that he was an Aquaman. I I just I like had a nice chuckle at the end. I had forgotten he was an Aquaman, and then I yeah. remembered like that scene mm. from he was Poseidon, and I was like he, he was he was an Aquaman. It was just kind of a good little <laughs> laugh for myself. It's also like it's one of those things where you get these actors who have just been. I mean, they're actors that have been in some bad movies. Like Willem Dafoe has actually been in a lot of like various like comic book movies and then you got obviously robert pattinson who is an actually great actor who is an actor yes no he's actually fantastic there's a lot of things that he's been in that i actually quite like i mean i think that he's just he's just never i mean what's what's a ben help me here what has he been in outside of well i mean uh, it's it's sort of interesting because he he did the he did the pretty boy thing for a while he did your twilights obviously but he also did like you know remember me and water for elephants oh yeah water for elephants and then the day that like Twilight was over. Well, I guess he met like 
because he did Cosmopolis. That was like his first weird one he did with Cronenberg. And he was like, ah, I'll be weird, man. And I'll be in weird things. So he's been in things, uh, Cosmopolis, Maps of the Stars, Lost City of Z, which we and, uh, we've reviewed before. Uh, Good Time, which I think is probably his best performance. High Life this year, which was excellent as well. Another very... If you want the lighthouse in space, <laughs> that's he's done two very weird movies uh, of kind of madness in, in remote locations um, kind of stories. Um, he, he's become a very fascinating actor, and it's kind of interesting that he's going back to the Batman. Because I'm like, is this just like, hey, I, you have to show up in like a movie everyone sees every five years because yeah. then people forget you? Or is it's, it like a, he genuinely wants to do it kind of thing? I don't and, know. and in combination with Matt Reeve, does he actually have like a vision for it? I mean, theoretically, the, his Batman is technically semi-confirmed to tie in to the new Suicide Squad that... Uh, oh, really? Um, supposedly there is... There is um, yeah. Fairly substantial rumors, whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> fairly <laughs> substantial rumors. That's, that's how that's the, the movie industry works. Yeah, that's, that's, movie critis- that's movie news right yeah. now. Fairly yeah. substantial <laughs> rumors. Yeah, that was like the exact line. That's not That's not my dialogue. That's somebody oh, I believe saying something. You. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I, whatever whatever is connected it is. I, I, I honestly would be surprised if they knew what the fuck they were doing, to be honest. And I think it's one of those things where it's, I assume, they because they have Gun attached to it, Gun's like, what's the plan guys <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> like he walks yeah. in he's like there's a plan right like okay i'll make this good movie i don't i mean but you guys got a plan right I don't, <laughs> guys guys i don't know no. i just imagine him walking in there i don't know why that's funny to me <laughs> anyways yeah so again just the broad strokes for this movie you have uh, it's it's kind of like a bottle episode where you have a very tight location uh we got a lighthouse and two Jews stuck on this lighthouse slowly fighting back insanity or just like the claustrophobia of it and it's shot in a like a very specific uh like almost chrono like i think the exact style that it was called is that it's they're kind of aiming for an orthochromatic style of film or trying to recreate orthochromatic film which is kind of an old style of film which doesn't pick up on a lot of like blues and gets like a lot of sharp reds which is actually famously like how they shot oh by the way I, I do need to mention up front that there's more information and it feels like we're actually better researched this episode I apologize it's mostly because American cinematographer actually got their uh, article on this out on time before we actually reviewed the lighthouse so apologies up front about that yeah the uh, said magazine is in Jack's hand and I really yes. I appreciate that that it's, yes. it's literally on hand <laughs> I have I have this shit's like marked up I was actually I'm, I'm actually excited. like very prepared for this <laughs> well but anyways uh, yeah yeah. What sold me more than anything in this movie is that they were actually shooting, and this is very nerd. This is when like my nerd brain is just just activated when I hear shit like this, which is like we are actually filming on black and white film stock, right? Which is yeah. rare. Double X, yeah, mm. uh, double X film stock that they overnighted to California from the shoot so they could have dailies. Wow. They spent a massive amount. Yeah, they sent it to Burbank, California, from Nova fucking Scotia, and they <laughs> overnight it so they would where they, they, they built. This lighthouse, just yes. Sorry. I'm yeah. very curious yeah. about the budget of this movie, which has not been released. There's uh, nothing about it. Uh, like everybody's lying. Also, I'm. I just want to put out this box office mojo's recent change under IMDb. I'm ugh, very upset about. Horrible. It's just. I just. Awful. I really think there's an opportunity if we want to make a site, <laughs> but I don't know how you even collect all that information. But I don't care. Uh, but yeah, I think I think it's it's so the, what they did specifically is they were shooting according to the cinematographer on this movie, who's uh uh. 
Blaschke. I actually don't know how to pronounce his name. J- Jaron Blaschke, um, who was also the cinematographer on, on I guess, Vitch. Uh, <laughs> Vitch. Eggers has said it is called The Witch. He just made it look like the font. You I, know. But I it's know. fun to say Vitch and people get mad at you. I, I <laughs> yeah. The, the, thing, the thing about it is that he said that they were they were shooting for this style where they use double X uh, black and white 522 film stock with Panavision Millennium XL2 lenses and they also used a bunch of filters to try to recreate this thing and the thing about um, orthochromatic film stock which doesn't exist anymore they're trying to get that look is that it it overcaptured or overrepresented reds in footage as opposed to blues so a lot of times like blues like water or the sky if you had clouds in the sky orthochromatic film stock wouldn't pick up the clouds because it would all blend together but it over highlights the reds which if you have a, a, like a sailor who's got like a lot of bumps on his face it over represents the crap on your face. Like, it's like, there's a famous image of, uh, what's his face? Um, uh, wrote old man in the sea. Uh, Oh, uh, the Hemingway. Hemingway. Yeah. And there's like that famous image of him, like looking like very old and like weathered and stuff. It's shot on orthochromatic stock because it gives it that effect. Like it makes it's like, it's very famous for using black and white orthochromatic stock for shooting sailors. Cause it makes their skin look all crazy like that. I mean, not that they are like crazy, but it also just really highlights it. So I think that they definitely had that Hemingway image in mind, or even he even cites the image himself in the article. So the fact that they were often captured that way might contribute to our image of the weathered sailor in it might. I mean, yeah, it it did just bring out a lot of flaws. I mean, there's also another famous shot from. Uh, unfortunately, I don't remember the name of the film right now, but it became, it became like an interesting little gif passed around the internet for a bit, which is a a cool effect someone did where they um, put red marker all over this actress who's like supposed to be like a mm-hmm. hag essentially. Oh yeah. And there's this cool scene where she like reveals herself, and they just literally take out a blue filter from the camera and just slowly reveal it, and it causes all this. Like yeah, I think stuff I to show yeah, up on I've her face, on. and it's an interesting way where you can play around with like it, it brings yeah. out the shadows really hardcore, yeah. <laughs> and it can really like if you, I'm sure they looked ridiculous in their actual costumes yeah. <laughs> because and, there's probably all red and darks and beiges and things like that, you know. And and I'm sorry, there is still some like this. I have to admit, like I I kind of get a little annoyed with Christopher Nolan sometimes when he shoots like Batman on film. Like I don't want to like shit on Nolan sometimes, but there's moments here where like you know we have really bad fight scenes in Batman, and I'm like that's because you shot on film and you couldn't see what you were doing, and that's why that person in the background just falls down and isn't hit, and that's why that happened. <laughs> like like I get like I'm sorry like, like there's uses for digital filmmaking, but I think that this is the use for black and white where we're like doing all sorts of cool weird things or recreating images and doing all this stuff and really going for a particular look and there's still a place for it and i think that i'm sorry well, like it's weird to yeah that's the thing we should mention also is that that you may not know trevor and other people may not know is that ever since pleasantville really revolutionized the ability to digitally color correct black and white uh right. that and and the, and the man who wasn't there almost every black and white film you've seen since then has been shot in color and digitally color corrected after this is an interesting example where there is no color image of this film it was shot in black and white it was processed in black and white it was edited in black and white it would came out in black and white and i think there is just a crispness there are films that have done well and have done these kind of basically they have to recreate the old color pass so i just do a blue filter and a red filter and a green filter like if you just throw a black and white on image you'll see it's very shallow Typically, you don't have a lot of good, like, heavy blacks. And this movie, 
I think because it is coming straight from a black and white image, it is just contrast the movie. Yeah. It just yeah. looks yeah. so, especially on a big screen. Like this is one of the things where it's like, you kind of do need to see the big screen because it might look kind of shitty on your TV and your like yeah. the Blu-ray might have some really crunchy blacks. Like you remember that uh, fucking Game of Thrones episode? Yeah, there might be some shit like that. So <laughs> hilarious! You. If you guys want a uh, a good read, um, the last month's an American cinematographer had the the AC for uh, the Game of Thrones final episode. Pretty much just say like a whole page and a half of just talking about that episode so be like, wanna, i'm not it, it wasn't bad <laughs> it was it was it was like uh because it, it's done the article was done after the show aired so it was like it was def- they were definitely like aware of like the feedback so it was it, it, let's uh let's leave it at it's a it's a read if you want to read <laughs> that. link that shit link i will it. well i don't i think I, you need a subscription so right. that's the one right. thing that's behind a paywall if i get it i, I might try to file for it through i Actually, it's one of the few magazines I actually fucking get in the mail, so I don't know. It's good magazine. Um, Analog. Yeah, especially for nerds. <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, I mean, they're, they're American cinematographer. They can justify being like, well, you're going to yeah, pay it's, for it's, it. <laughs> it's, it's about as specialized as you get. And frankly, I've never bought it because everybody buys, pretty much my mother-in-law uh, buys it for me. <laughs> Christmas, like a 12 month subscription. I seriously, it's like two years running. It's great. It's like her thing. And, and I'm like, I'm actually like, I like really appreciate it. And she can tell. So it's like, actually, I'm like, I really appreciate that somebody does this for me. <laughs> I don't know that I would do it for myself, but I really appreciate it. Anyways, coming back around. The other image here, too, is I think the word that they threw around in the article I just want to put to Ben's point, too, is apparently the image the, that uh, him and the uh, cinematographer kept throwing around was toothiness in the image, which I just, I love so much. <laughs> I love, they're like, where's the tooth in this? It's just got this extra toothiness, which I actually think, having seen this film now, I actually think does come through in the image. And I'm actually interested for Trevor's take because, you know, one of the other art black and white films that is a post-processing is The Artist, which I guess is the, really the only other mainstream black and white movie that you we've seen recently that I can think that we did on the podcast. What other black and white? I mean, there was the, uh, the post-conversion on... Uh Mad Max. That was a recent right, one. Right, where they did like the, the, the special edition Blu-ray. Right. The um, soundless black and white version. Yeah, that's pretty good too. And, and <laughs> yeah. at Francis Ha, there's a really good video you can find online where how they did post-conversion, which I where I learned about the whole color pass thing of like literally watching right. them put in a blue filter and a green filter and then, you know, yeah, and then it, it's it's yeah i think they did a, a good they have a good method and i think the artist does too i just think that like if comparing these two films like i think there's very clearly i i think well, this is something you just, can it's not just that it's like it's 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 the framing it's a four by three s you know what they call academy ratio it is um it, it, it's very reminiscent for a lot of people of, of like rko horror films or universal horror films of the 30s which i definitely see especially like the shot of Robert Pattinson in a very sound stagey water, which is like it's obviously fake, but it's so fake it's kind of creepy in a way. Yeah, um, dreamlike, surreal. That, it looks like something's about to come out of it. That that is very archaic, but it also reminded me a ton of uh, Ingmar Bergman, particularly like Persona and Hour of the Wolf. Some of his creepier, horror-y That makes me work. feel so much better because going into this, I kept thinking, "Oh, Seventh Seal, Seventh Seal." Wait, am I just thinking that because it's black and white and also on a beach? <laughs> No, I mean, no, I mean there, there, there's yeah. elements. There's a Bergman-esque sort of, he loved faces. He loved these kind of windswept, quiet, surrealist, like kind of 
just living in it. And it works in that same way where it's just kind of a, Bergman's a lot of imagery and not a lot of dialogue typically. He's not the this has good dialogue in it, but it's it is more about just kind of living in the moment and it doesn't just kind of just just wallop the symbolism right on you. It gives enough of it in bits and pieces and you know, he's taking from a lot of things like the the image of a the naked Defoe um, doesn't just come from uh, his crazy brain like that is an actual painting that someone did of like Poseidon essentially you know his or like it's called the curse I think it's called um, and there's uh, the the lighthouse story actually comes from let me see if I can find it again uh, an actual based on case. somewhat real events right yeah the two Thomases it's uh, the sisters yeah. lighthouse where two men named Thomas were working together they hated each other one of them died supposedly truly of natural causes but the other one was like they'll think i murdered him so he strapped his corpse to the side of the lighthouse in a coffin to like not have it be swept out to sea because he thought if he was found at sea they'd know for sure he murdered him i guess it was this weird I, I, like I breakdown to, thought and when they got him he was basically like fucking insane and i need to go mind. full mega bitch mode here for just <laughs> one second ben and i'm really genuinely sorry uh no, that's okay. It's not shot on one three three. It's actually shot on one nineteen. Oh, is that not Academy? Oh, okay. It's yeah. yeah one, is, is it I narrower than three, Academy? One three. three yeah, it's, yeah. It's it's more. It's more like box. It's very Academy. narrow. It is People are fucking yeah, that one, up then because I saw Academy somewhere. Well, it's one three seven five as Academy, and this is technically like there's literally a note where they were shooting in one three three to begin with, and he and he and the, the cinematographer apparently pitched out one nineteen as a joke, and then they did it. Uh, <laughs> there you go. They're like narrower. Yeah. Narrower. Like, it's, it's, only, it's only because Blasky's like right here. He's like, I can't believe he actually did it, and he was like, we got less pushback about that against shooting in black and white. Apparently, so that's, that's actually. That's I mean, fun. it is crazy going to a huge, wide, wide screen that's built go, for the boop. Avengers, and just yeah. go, <laughs> like it was. This little screen in the Weird. <laughs> if you're claustrophobic, on, if you're the, in fact, yeah. which I guess you, is the point. That that's very. I found homage. it very claustrophobic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I think so, and it works really well in the lighthouse itself because it is a very fucking narrow thing, you know. Right, yeah. and it's it's an up and down space to begin with, so it's never like there's never like a lot of space around the room too, and it it always pulls in. I always feel like the edges of the guys are always at the edges of the frame too, like just the particular way it's shot. There's never any like there's also like a lot of so space. like they're on edge. <laughs> so sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. Oh, I, mean, sorry. I mean, you're not wrong, but I also uh, you walked into it. I'm sorry. I get it okay. <laughs> yeah, I, we, we've talked a lot about kind of how this movie's structured and and uh, how how it's kind of shot. And I think I will say uh, it was a pleasure. I mean, it's 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 a pleasure off the bat for me to go in and just watch this be shot this way and just enjoy kind of like the geekiness of it. Uh, which probably makes me biased to begin with, but I think secondarily, let's talk about kind of the performances here, which is, uh, I think, two very good performances bouncing off each other. And again, we have Willem Dafoe as like the saltiest, salty White House captain of all time, and Robert Pattinson as kind of this guy with a dark past. And uh, I think it's, I think it's one of those things too, where it's like the narrative as it unfolds is just sort of tries to shift back and forth that we never know what the fuck's going on. And I think that's like this movie's strength, but I'm actually interested in, on your take, Ben and your take Trevor. Like, what did you think the point of the narrative was? Like, who do you think the hero was? And do you think the absence of that was kind of the point? I had, I guess yeah. I'll start just 
so that Ben can maybe help me with this. Uh, I had a, or Jack, you probably too, a genuine moment of confusion where I was trying to remember the names of both characters after the fact, after their introduction. And I was like, wait, Robert Pattinson's character is not named Tom, is he? Because is he? Is this actually his confession, or is he self-identifying and actually losing his mind right now? That was the so, biggest point of departure for me, really, with figuring out this movie. And it's actually, that's a very confusing point because Robert Pattinson's character, his fake identity is Ephraim Winslow. His original name is Thomas Howard. And of course, William Defoe's actual character is Thomas, Thomas Wake. Which I think they he enjoyed. Like I think it, it was like a weird, again, it's a very Persona thing. Like Persona is about two women who basically start like losing their mind and like swapping identities to the point that like the movie ends famously with a split screen of their face combined into one face. Right. You know, like it, it he, they, he's definitely playing with that kind of idea where like, and, and I think the other part of it is for me, like I think of the big thing of this movie is it, whether it, I'm not going to go in the full fan theory thing of it is purgatory, but it is purgatory. You'll, you know, of like, it is a, an isolated thing. He has kind of a tormentor, this Thomas Wake character, he's obviously suffering from guilt of a certain thing of, of letting this person, you know, the big reveal of the movie is that he stole the, he did a, a Don Draper, <laughs> you know, he stole the identity of someone who he watched die. He basically let him die is the, the, the implication, maybe even killed him himself. But I think the implication is he just saw him dying and just let it happen and then took his identity to, God, and then just... in his next post, I guess would have been here. And so like, but it has that thing of like you don't see the figures that bring him there, you know. You never leave the island. And again, I'm not going full fan theory. I'm not saying this is this this is this. I'm just saying it has right, a right. sort of an, an air of like guilt and an air of like dealing with. I mean, I totally that. get where you're coming from. I was prepared for them to end up being the same person by the end of this. Sure, <laughs> I would not be right, shocked if right. that's a, or or Willem Dafoe is never there or. <laughs> I, it, it's never I, that neat, which I do kind of appreciate. It's not. It's very loose. Neat. Yeah, the whole narrative is intentional. Which is loose. why you also see like there's a lot of people raid Greek mythology into it because there's like he's Poseidon. There's a lot of Promethean elements. There's like stealing well, and fire. Defoe has the line himself where he says, "How long have we been here? How long do you think it's been?" I mean that that plays into that kind of reading too. I and think. there's also the other thing of the third option is that he's just being fucking gaslit by a maniac and he's just going crazy yeah. because there's that whole element of, you know, Willem Dafoe chasing him with an axe. He's like, why did you chase me with an axe? Uh, and yeah, like, yeah, it's some, some great A gaslighting right there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lamp lighting, gas, you know, they literally drink gas at the end to like, that you was, know. God help me. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> yeah, I, little... that's another thing I had to 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 read up on like i passed that point i did not understand that they were drinking kerosene is what that goo was i guess yeah yeah i knew it was bad and it was alcoholic but i didn't know why or how they got it (laughs) yeah dude people people would just fuck themselves up on shit back in the day like you really you really have to do that like you look back in the days like people are like man that was always a fun story too is when people started putting like poison and like ethanol and stuff during prohibition and stuff it's like people are crazy yeah. anyway that's a different story that's a, no, alcohol is a big part work. of this and just as a uh, quick shout out i think i had the ideal experience watching this and that i went to the draft house yet again and um i found the perfect Ugh. thematic beer for this which is called <laughs> roundabout midnight by the weathered souls brewing co just quick Ooh. shout out for local beer it was fucking nice. perfect dark and stormy for this and i had a couple of pints and it was uh 
eased me into the uh, atmosphere of this movie, I think. Dude, all of the AMCs in Durham are becoming drinking AMCs. Yeah. Oh, really? It's kind of weird. Yeah, like all like the streets of South Point, like our big theater. AMC is doing that here too. I think. I think. Yeah. Well, it's now. just it's just one of those things too. It's just like there's such a competitive element now that it's it's just crazy to me that every like you're not going to be like it's going to be a new thing that you're not not able to get a drink at a movie and it's going to be massively expensive. But whatever. Yeah. Um. Anyway, probably a, a drawback to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it, but as far as what this movie is about, um, other than just. I mean, people have invoked Sam Shepard, Samuel Beckett, Waiting for Godot, just the loneliness and isolation. It's very masculine isolation with the homoerotic tension and uh, masturbation. A great, a great buried homoerotic scene where they are about to kiss and they're like, we're going to punch instead. I was like, oh, yeah. Classic. Yes. Yeah, Classic. that was that was perfect. Actually, that was a pitch perfect. I'm sorry, that 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 was perfect. I was like, oh, oh no, it's great. I this movie is funny. This is it's, a good sh- fun time. <laughs> That's the thing I will say, and though that does kind of drive me crazy about Bergman, I like surrealism that has humor. I think surrealism can be funny, and it can be very weird, and I think it's why I often prefer a, a Lynch in some ways, because he can have jokes, and like, it, it, when he just is yelling, like, in your farts, like, I was like, why am I laughing? It's kind of funny. It's like, and some of the insults are incredible. I think he says something like, you smell like festering foreskin, and you're like, that's incredible like that's a, an incredible Ugh, awesome, awful rare imagery insult. <laughs> yeah just oh i mean the string which, which, of i think one critic called it like the best string of shakespearean imprecations ever uttered possibly on film when defoe is invoking uh neptune's wrath upon the guy because he, he has insulted his cooking that is the point in this movie where i'm just leaning onto the my, edge of my seat getting sucked in by the shadows around willem dafoe's eyes just like totally and like, that's a scene that, that. Like, it's crazy to think that dafoe might finally win his oscar for playing like all these incredible roles like and this is a great role too and he's very good in it but it's like you know he might win his uh, finally his oscar for the farting captain role you know but that scene is like I think a lot of actors will look at because you know they talk about like oh he did it in one take and usually you hear that you're like sure it's so clear he did because he yeah. is just yeah. like I got this shit memorized he is just like no, well, yeah. very stage actor like I'm gonna deliver this fucking monologue right now no pauses no missed words just like boom I think every actor who watches that is just like uh, shit. also <laughs> it's yes. important to note that digitally on a black and white film because of the toothiness of the of the thing matching footages and doing like footage matches like to like fake oh, like a thing like the, would like be nearly impossible I mean I'm sure it's possible but it's just it would be such a it would be such an, an amount of like just because like match you, you don't even have to match footage you have to match like the tone like you have to match like the, how the toothiness and there's like a randomness of grain in the image you would have to match grain on the image so it would literally like literally it'd be impossible the thing that they're doing i just love that that. these people have successfully inculcated toothiness into your vocabulary (laughs) it's officially it's 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 in there it's in there hardcore guys i understand the need for it it was also used it was also used in the game of thrones thing so there's two really good articles that i've been deep into about that have used toothiness and i'm just like okay it's patricia it's it's the lady that writes these articles it's patricia patricia thomas and she's great and i she just uses the word and i'm just like okay it's catch all for everything so i'm gonna use it now <laughs> well done anyways uh i do also want to say as another note like critics have kind of loved this 
uh, Robbie Collin from the Daily Telegraph compared this, uh, or Robert Pattinson's specifically performance to Daniel Day-Lewis and There Will Be Blood, which I don't think is necessarily, <laughs> like, it's a very good performance. It's a little bit rough, but, like, yeah. One thing I want to comment, which I think is Please. really good, is I think because Eggers keeps his cast light, you know, he's the witch had really only, like, five actors and a goat. Yeah. <laughs> this one has Mostly two children. actors and a goal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, he likes his spooky animals. Or And, and famously, uh, Robert Eggers has been like, I like birds, working with birds so much better. Because <laughs> infamously, Black <laughs> Phillip was a true terror who like gored people and was a nightmare. <laughs> and like he's like, birds, work with birds. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, and uh, I think he, by having that, he like, probably sits down and really works with them and has like a lot of ability to give them space. And what I like a lot of it is I love when Pattinson goes, that accent is too perfect. Like you're a parody of a seaman. You're like a pair and like it builds in a lot. You're like, he does sound a little too like exactly what you think an old timey lighthouse keeper should sound like. And Pattinson's accent is really interesting because he sounds very Bostonian and he kind of hides it except when he gets angry. If you notice the mm-hmm. more he screams, the more he, the Harvard yeah kind of like voice comes out. Man. It's really an interesting choice, and 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 you know there's some shakiness. He's he is a Brit after all, and he he loses it now and again. But I think overall the accent work in both of them is very specific and very very on point and like purposeful. Where I like that, yeah, he's like you're you're a caricature, but like. It's very hard for Willem Dafoe to basically play a SpongeBob character. <laughs> like it was that. I was gonna say out like there and silly in a lot of ways. There. It's no, it's is, there though. But has pathos a lot of times when he's like, "I know you like me, lobster." I'm like, "Aw, <laughs> like I do feel bad." <laughs> <that, bro." laughs> it's also it's also like reimagining this thing too, and like adding in some sort of ways. Like it's one of those things where we have such a cultural connection to the salty sea captain. Like if you're gonna play it, he adds pathos back into the character to make it uncliche. Like that's it's the yeah. it's the element it's, of like it's very it's like, hard yeah. To do. The, it's like if you think about it, the salty sea captain absolutely would let a fart rip. That's totally how that shit happened. Uh, sorry for the pun. The, the point is, is that like it's he All has he this, is canned food. Of course he has gas. Yeah, yeah. He's just. <laughs> Dude's eating beans night and day. What the fuck? Like I have to say, as an aside, one of the again valuable trivia I read on this is that they did add some of the farts in post. I was about to be really intimidated by Willem Dafoe's acting talent, just on top of everything else that he was able to <laughs> fart that was, much on cue. But, all he ate was beans to mess with Robert. <laughs> 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 just like scarfing down a can of beans on set. I'm sorry. One of those one of those farts is just like just like I I honestly thought that Willem Dafoe had like shit on set his pants. Like I, I legitimately like I'm sorry. I was like I thought you know we're such in the moment. These two guys are so into it. I was like yeah he just shit his pants to like up the ante. I'm sure he did that. Like I was like one of the, I think it was one of the farts in there where I'm just like listening to it. I was just like it's so wet. God damn. Well they do such a good job of making you like it's so interesting because like i i always felt like lighthouse captain like sounded a little romantic and he's like stripped the romanticism out of that (laughs) a thousand percent you're like you are stuck with a dude you don't know and you may hate each other and like it there's nowhere to go and everybody farts everywhere and there's noise and it's loud you don't know that lighthouses are fucking loud i didn't know that Found that out. 
Then I yep. watched actual videos like, oh, they are loud. Like, they, <laughs> they're really loud. Yeah. I thought they were beautiful little serene things. No. No, they it's, go like, it's, it's fucking motor going. <laughs> yeah, the like sound little... design is really on point in this right down to the farts. Well, it so does something great, which I like when a horror movie does. It's just like, get just one really good sound and just really use it a lot and like kind holy of shit the climate the well. pinnacle of that was the whenever and i again this is another thing still don't understand necessarily in this movie i'm kind of okay with that i don't understand it but the scene where pattinson is climbing the i think exterior just uh, one of the stairs of the lighthouse finds himself and then looks back and naked willem dafoe is there with a wide shot that noise. And, then, <laughs> and then just cuts away like it never happened i'm like what the fuck was that you know like that's just true horror i, I don't know i don't know do well, you guys the, have the, a take on that scene because i i don't know what that was uh, that that is where people feel like it's very promethean just with like the little lighthouse yeah, eyes stealing, you know? stealing the yeah it's it's like stealing the things there's there's gotta be a poseidon story but most of the poseidon stories are so goddamn dark it's hard to pull from what they would be intending um and, and this think, is like a mismatch because like the whole like killing a seabird is from like rhyme of the ancient mariner that's an right, albatross right, and this right, is a right. goal but like a similar thing of like you become cursed because you dare to like fight the sea or something and like I think in general, it's just like it has a, as a general kind of like man v man who is struggling tries to fight nature and nature kills him. Horribly. Right. It's also it's also hiding from who you are, trying to reinvent yourself, and it's it's like talking about the nature of going with the flow of that versus like fighting back against that and becoming yourself and all this other stuff, and it's. It's still just like I, the problem for me. Maybe is the issues. Is maybe like I really need like a really good interpretation of what's happening here. <laughs> it's sure. kind of a pastiche of mytholo- mythological elements, right down to there yeah, being it's, a mermaid it's, fetish buried in his mattress. You know, like. yeah. There's, yeah, it's it's myth soup. <laughs> We're like, <laughs> I, yeah, and that's, and that's the, the, I'm, I'm glad the you witch guys are is a that. little bit. I think it's why I do prefer the witch ultimate, even though like I like the genre Ooh, exercise no, no. a lot here. Yeah, because like the witch is more about something for me, whereas this is just like myth soup with great, great visuals. And again, it's like a, a Bergman is a lot of that way too. Where like I love the art of the wolf just like as a visual feast. I don't know what the fuck that movie's about. I don't know if there is one way to read that movie that's consi- like consistent. Like I think any interpretation is probably going to fall apart with the lighthouse. Similarly, and. It certainly feels like Eggers is just kind of indulging in a lot of like what he loves, you know, which is like you know, this kind of f- photography, this kind of painting, yeah, this kind of the lighthouse, this kind of little performance, you know, like. Well, I think that's I think that's my problem too with the witch to some extent is because I famous well not famous famous like, famous <laughs> famously I felt this way about it sorry whatever the point is Jack's I did not like the, I didn't let's fuck off I didn't I didn't no it's fine I didn't like the ending of the witch because I, I think the ending of the witch I feel like the rest of the movie is setting up a punchline that it just doesn't deliver when there are real fucking witches like that's it's always my question about that movie is the way that it's scripted and plotted too i'm like not sure it means something in the same way that i'm not sure this movie means something i'm weirdly more okay with this movie uh i I i agree with you probably ben that like the witch is probably better constructed from a plot element take but even that still i think it has the same problem with this movie and i just on a geeky level appreciate this movie and also i think moment to moment i just think the performances are just insane i think that's the thing it's just like there's sure. just like I, I was never i was never like shitting myself and just like hearing you know just like and and like 
I, you know, it was the other thing. He's like, Willem Dafoe farts on screen. I worried I shit myself. You know, that's like, I like had a, I like, I did a pants check in the theater because like <laughs> there's so much tension built up. And I think that's the, that's the power of him a little bit is that he's, he's really good at making really, 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 really tense films that don't, I, that, I'm early, early days. I could be convinced by like a really good analysis. Like if Lindsay Ellis came and did a lighthouse analysis and it just changed my mind entirely, I feel like it could be there. But as of now, I don't think it means very much other than like being just a, like kind of like Samurai Shampoo, just a riff on Mariner culture. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, again, it's one of those like, I don't know. I don't know if like test of time will make it better or something or just like, it feels from a very specific era and that's tough too because like you know i feel like bergman wouldn't shoot movies like bergman did if he could shoot movies now you know what i mean he was shooting movies back then i think in a certain style because it's like the kind of style that was available but also like a style he liked you know so when you kind of try to do a version of a film in the past in that style it's hard to know like is this just you having fun it's my same thing with once upon a time in hollywood it's like are you just having fun tarantino (laughs) like you just like you just really wanted to live in the 1960s Hollywood and just do it like, yeah. or is there yeah. like a point to it all, you know? Like, and so I had that less in this movie. I'll say a lot less than once upon a time in Hollywood, but I had a similar thing where it was just like, are we just doing this? Cause it's fun. <laughs> like, cause it's kind of an interesting <laughs> exercise and nobody shoots on black and white stock anymore. And nobody films yeah. this narrow yeah. and <laughs> nobody puts a beard on Willem Dafoe. <laughs> well, they do, but they, they yeah. don't make him talk I, like a salty sea captain, which is fair. They should have before here. <laughs> they should have a hundred times before now. I, I'm, Green Goblin that way. <laughs> I'm very fair to admit that this is so my pastiche because, like I've said, I've said it in the past, man. I'm I'm a I'm a lighthouse porn aficionado. Right. We have to hear your your thoughts yeah. on the actual titular lighthouse because you're a Mr. Lighthouse aficionado. Uh, it is. This is not a calming, fun lighthouse. No, it's, and, it's and a it really, it really scary I, lighthouse. No yeah, shit. It li- it actively ripped away, and it was funny too when when they actually pulled back the camera to the full extent of the room, and you actually see it. I was like, oh. It's a very chill ass room and then it gets in and like oh no 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 it's not okay it's not okay and they actually in the in the in like some of the film set shots they have like like color shots of the lighthouse it actually looks like really nice <laughs> like, like they built this lighthouse which I know. is like they couldn't but, find a lighthouse spooky enough <laughs> but the inside of the lighthouse is still like in kind of pastel colors for some reason so it kind of sure. looks nice and when it's in when it's not in black and white it's in, like it's just a lot of grays and stuff it's but it still like looks like so cozy and shit and just like the ASC photos i was like what but i think i think i think i think overall i think it's a incredibly effective lighthouse design i think i think this is this is this is that's part of the point isn't it it's like stripping the lighthouse captain and the lighthouse itself of like, yeah, it's it's like it's like the Firewatch cabin, right? We're kind of glad that this job doesn't exist anymore because we probably couldn't pay anyone enough to do it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. that's probably how it is. Automatic lighthouses, that was the way to fucking go. <laughs> like, and then we have a bunch of like weirdos who are like dressed up as salty sea captains, like that are lined up. It's like I need a job as a lighthouse man. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we cargo ship. <laughs> <laughs> But I guess I should ask the other thing people ask is, uh, to, did y'all have any issues with the language in terms of just basically understanding what they were saying? Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. And partly why I want to watch this movie again, don't know exactly. that I will actually, is that I need some headphones for this, I think. And uh, yeah, rewind yeah, power. I, I definitely would, because like, uh, I heard a lot of people who first, when they first saw this, they saw it um, 
I know a lot of people saw it in Toronto was where they have to put in French and English subtitles. It was like a, a law essentially for like the French speakers. And so like, they were like, thank God. <laughs> Cause they were like, <laughs> Oh, I got to see it in subtitles and it helped a ton, you know? So like I've heard critics even say like, you know, a hard thing to be like, you should see it in theaters, but also I guess you can rent one of those little, those little things that have the subtitles, you know, can, can I ask you guys, when you were, when box. you were watching this, did you have a hard time? Did it get easier for you as you went along? Cause that's my thing. My experience with it was that it got easier as it went along and I couldn't, tell if it was because I was normalizing to the way that he was talking or they just like hit you hard early with it. And then he kind of backed off the accent as the film progressed. I think it's the former. I think I just got used to it. And then by the end of it, I was like, yeah, I had no problem with it, but that was me personally. For me, it was more an issue. I think less of understanding just the dialect than kind of the rise and fall of the like volume and intonation around it, if yeah. that makes any sense. Like, I feel yeah. like, you know, I understand Mr. Krabs, but <laughs> I uh, just couldn't like hear parts of it well enough. Like it's all, it was behind William Defoe's beard and garbled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Last thoughts before we put some scores on this. Yeah. Just the designs I, in general, like they they had a really good creepy mermaid. It's hard to make a. I feel like I don't know if I've seen that many creepy mermaids done well at all. Oh, also I have to mention that I've been playing Return of the Obradin, which is a oh very excellent game that is now available on Switch. Was on PC before, where you uh you you basically are a uh, an investigator for the Dutch East India Company. The game mechanic is you have a little magic stopwatch that lets you see the last moments of someone's death. And uh, you kind of go through the ship and find out what uh, horrible things happened to all the 60 people there. And you have to, like, figure out who they were and, and figure out their death. It's a good kind of, like, investigation, deduction kind of game. It's really good. Um, but because of that, I've watched that and this now. And I'm like, hmm, I completely understand 1800 sailing life. I have lived it for a week. <laughs> yep. Yeah, go read Moby Dick and see how far you get. Yeah, yeah, go d- reread some 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 Moby test. Dick. Yeah. Go yeah. go go pick up a Hemingway. And once again I'm like, mm, boy, I just want to be on a ship and then not live in it. <laughs> just like Yeah, I, I think that's that's always like the that's always like the past the pastiche is so much cooler. Like we make I don't know, we make movies about like dumb baby plot lines so we can see a bunch of we can baby snatching plot lines so we can see a beautiful movie about just like michael fassbender like lolling around a hot lot lighthouse with no lighthouse noise i just just <laughs> it's kind of what i want it's kind of all i wanted and now i don't need to go to a lighthouse <laughs> you just want you just you're like the, you were the person that uh <laughs> what is oh god light between oceans was made for. yeah yeah it was like hot people was. lighthouse some mild drama yeah, I was, I was just like, I just don't care about your fucking child, bitch. Get back to the eyes. Yeah, you just, <laughs> you just want to live that first 25 minutes. <laughs> That's all I'm there for. I, I will say this. North Carolina coastline is pretty much, because it has the barrier coast, it's pretty much all fucking lighthouses, like coast to coast. So it's one of those things where it's like my family would go and we would do like the barrier coast. And so we would go up and it would be like, look at this lighthouse and look at the Wednesday lighthouse and look at the Tuesday lighthouse. And this one has a swirl pattern. And this one you can't go inside because it's incredibly deadly so don't do that (laughs) they're all in misrepair anyways uh yeah so let's go ahead and get do scores i'm gonna do something a little bit weird here and i'm gonna start the tone uh yeah i cannot be swayed 
Uh, oh. I'm going to give it a nine. I love it. Nice. I love it so much. And it's and, and I and I will preface it by saying it is all pastiche and sex and cinema and just, oh, I love it. I love it so much. Uh, I also agree that it is entirely uh, a uh, kind of mythology soup. And it doesn't particularly for me mean anything at that moment. Which is probably why it's not a perfect movie because my god, I love it so much. It was really, it was really a treat to just step into a theater and have this experience. That was kind of my, that was kind of the best part about this for me. So yeah, Trevor, I kind of am with you. Um, surprised you didn't bring up your Blade Runner scale because this is kind of the sort of uh, atmospheric kind of movie that I just enjoy. Uh, Blade being, Runner theoretically means Blade Runner theoretically still means something. You yeah, know I mean? like yeah, Blade Runner yeah. has a very has themes and it meanings. It has a way more and, clear theme. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was about to say yeah. this is this is Ridley, this Ridley is, Scott is whoa. not that. Uh, non-literal crazy he's very, yeah, he's a little, yeah he's, no he's and the subtext is person. actually very much stated in Blade Runner you have a, you have a good point may, uh, may, maybe even like too much at yeah, times yeah like. which was <laughs> always my opinion but uh, I, yeah just no in terms of purely evoking a mood and an atmosphere I think is the part that is successful about this and what I value it for at the same time, it's not a place I would actually want to be, you know, like you said, it's uh, actually terrible and uh, of a place to live and be and job to have. So uh, it's kind of a weird uh, thing to praise it for. And yeah, I'm kind of with you in that I've, I feel like it means a lot at different moments and there's different readings you could take of different parts of it. But by the time I'm watching... Uh, Robert Pattinson's character just wriggle uh, being eaten by seagulls in the closing shot for someone I read in a review to say oh yeah it's like the dark part of the Prometheus myth doesn't you know resolve the movie for me uh, in in totality enough for me to be able to tell someone what it means necessarily besides like feelings that it evokes as far as you know masculine loneliness or this or that and um I don't know. I kind of want to see it again and kind of don't know when I will or will not get around to that. So I'm going to call it an eight, actually. I really enjoyed the experience, too. Uh, Yeah, I'm pretty much pretty much in agreement. That's full. full. It's the same thing, too. Like, I already know that I will buy this on Blu-ray. Like that's 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 kind of where my mm. review is right now. Like this is like I was like, oh, I gotta watch this again, and I want to see what it looks like on a TV, and then I might return it. So because <laughs> <laughs> if it doesn't if it doesn't preserve the experience, I don't give a shit. Uh, ben, um, so I guess I should say that I like mythology soup. <laughs> it goes down yeah. good. Uh, I, I don't mind a, a, a pastiche kind of movie that doesn't really mean much. Uh, the, the ultimate example to me is 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 Small and Drive, which is. Uh, Probably has more themes, but is mostly Americana soup uh, through a David filter, David uh, Lynch filter, um, and I love that movie so much. And uh, a similar to this movie just just very much affected me in that kind of way. Not quite as much, but just was so gorgeous to look at. So many interesting visual moments. Um, it's such a good job of just basic things like that. I kind of have missed, <laughs> like just like really, really purposeful framing and like really good uses of blocking and really good uses of lighting and just like just just a, just a, just a care and a appreciation for the camera was just already enough artistry for me but uh the performances were again like i said very excellent i think there is a lot of very purposeful actions to both defoe and pattinson's performance 
Um, I think that uh, there's just some really excellent uses of camera and, and cutting and it's a nine that's all coming down to it's just a movie that made me very happy it only isn't a 10 because it it doesn't quite get to that point where i'm like this is you know incredibly well made and brilliant like the only movie for me that was a 10 this year which we we do need to talk about at some point is parasite which was like this is a crazy well-made movie that's actually a very interesting metaphor you know where this is just like yeah, like it it, 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 there are points, and but the thing I think that's good is like it feels very authentically Robert Eggers, but it doesn't feel like I want you to analyze my movie, which is like a thing I had a problem with, like Us, for example, like is Us that- to me somewhat felt like, please analyze. I want I want all the YouTube videos. What does Us mean? You know, like I liked Us to be clear. I'm not trying to dig it too much. I just like that kind of bothered me about the ending of that movie, where is this that just that- feels a little more authentically like. Even if it's soup, it's like Eggers, like, it feels authentically just like his strange brain. Sorry. What were you going to say? That Parasite was that Bong Joon-ho. Yeah, yeah it hasn't gone wide yet, so uh, shut up, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. so I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, we'll so we have gonna... one indie theater in Houston once in a while. It plays a good I, movie. <laughs> I, I, will give it, I will give you credit, though. We're getting a lot of places are getting more and more. Like, we got Lighthouse last week, which is why I was totally confused by the fact that it hadn't gone wide and we couldn't get everybody else on it for it. So I was like, I, I have one place in Durham that'll actually, like, have non-wide release releases so it's kind of cool so the world is get, it, lighthouse is in that weird place where like the trailer had some views and it's got patents and you know so you're like it's batman dude i i you can show like a24 i'm could sorry probably be like I, it's got William batman Defoe though is his drawing him out of himself like i don't know maybe it's just because i'm a weird film guy but like i think this last one did okay the one where he was van gogh i think did, did solid oh that's fair he's never been like a draw by himself i get that like he's he's oh, but he has enough of a name even... that he can like get a movie funded he's kind of that kind of name where he's like Willem Dafoe can get your like five million dollar movie funded, you know, if you're yeah, example. yeah. Well, that's and that's just the state of the the movie too. It's like how like you know there was that really great bit where the guy talking about Battlefield Earth was talking about like how like you know it still works that way, where like you need a star to kind of get your movie across the finish line to actually getting made. Like you need them attached and to be supporting the project essentially. So it's still kind of weird how like stars have like input to that level to some extent. Um. Uh, explained in lighthouse episode we record sorry i'm so sorry you just texted me and i feel so bad ben what, what are you what are you refer- referring to oh no no sorry i just i take i just wrote in the movie Inc. podcast for oh my bad my bad my bad yeah. oh sorry <laughs> yeah it's just weird you're just randomly posting pictures of like Hemingway. sorry i'm ruining this episode anyways uh we give uh the lighthouse an 8.67 out of 10 which i'm going to round up to a nine if you don't mind trevor oh please do i'm fine yeah. with that i yeah, mean yeah, yeah. i i could come up on this if i watch it a second time i'm just being conservative because like no 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 it's it's totally fine it, it it's could technically... be too smart for me or it could be pretentious and i'm not sure right now <laughs> Yeah, it's technically rounding up to like the the prior thing. It could be it could be an eight point five or it's eight point six seven. We've never I've always rounded up to some extent unless I didn't want to. So that's you know how it works. No, I'm just joking. Uh, yeah, I think I think that's. Uh, I'm actually surprised 
that I, I'm just, I guess I'm, I'm shocked that we put it so high and all of us have admitted to each other that we don't know what the fuck's happening in this film. <laughs> that's like, that's my favorite thing about this film is that it is a good enough, just soul experience. And I think that's the difference between me and the witch is that I didn't particularly enjoy it. I mean, I like the witch. The witch is very it. much a statement, which the fact of the supernatural in the end, I feel like for you doesn't, I, I guess it well, undermines I why, the statement for you, or I think, I think it's why Jack. Like, I think um, I'm sorry to speak for you if I'm wrong. No, here, no, go ahead, go I, ahead. I, I think your thing is like the witch is like trying to be like this, this like statement of like you know look at these idiots going out there and there's no witch and then there's a witch and you're like what <laughs> what is the yeah, movie it's, about? It's, it's always the same thing I, I just feel like the movie <laughs> the movie is like plotting for the opposite ending right like that like the, right. it always, you, just, you feel like the ending doesn't match with the movie yeah, I, I feel like yeah. i feel like we're watching like the dvd extras ending where there actually was a witch and it just got switched for some reason oh, that's, that's a I don't agree with you, but that's a great dig. I kind of yeah, like that. Thanks, thanks. It's fine. I just, yeah, I, yeah. I, I always, I always just. Yeah, I always it's just, that deleted scene, and you were like, "What? Yeah, good thing they cut <laughs> that." that. Was, yeah, that was a terrible idea. Why would there actually be a witch? This doesn't make any sense. Like, then she's actually just evil in the in the daughter of Satan. That doesn't make any sense. Right, well, but she's <laughs> evil because she was I, like I forced to be. I'm I, sorry. I know that I'm you so know sorry. that reading. I just, I'm so I, sorry. I, I know the right. That it I know, play, I know the right reading. I just, I, I think that the movie. I appreciate that you. You totally reject it because yeah. of the way it feels to you. The movie, though, so. the movie act it, to the movie's credit, it actively switches at the midpoint to support that reading because you don't know about halfway through, and then the movie turns on the midpoint and goes to the lowest point from that. So it's actually well structured. I'm not saying that. I just don't enjoy. I don't enjoy. <laughs> he's trying to flip the script on me in a way. I was like, I would have just been happy with just like a, a you know, like. Pilgrims were terrible people. Movie, you know, like it would have been fine. It would have been fine. It's okay. As as this movie is like the salty seamen were probably terrible too, and <laughs> they probably did a bunch of shit. So everything's bad. Everything everything before nineteen forty five was terrible. Uh, that's a weird date to pick specifically, but I'm going to. I don't know. There's probably maybe, maybe everything before nineteen ninety was terrible. When was penicillin invented? Oh, that's oh, a low that's bar, a buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for the movie game I mean, podcast the, yeah <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. no it's just like it's just one of those weird things where like i listen to this podcast called 50 things that made the modern economy which is a very nerdy podcast but it's short it's 10 minutes long and they were talking mm-hmm. about glasses today and, uh, and they were like the first glasses were finally invented in the 1300s i was like wow motherfuckers couldn't see forever <laughs> like, right, i yeah. know that's true but it just yeah. like hit me like wow for a long time, people are right. like, oh, I can't see right. now. That's just yeah. my life. <laughs> it's, it's also like funny because, too, because then you think about like every major occurrence before the 1300s and you just admit, like, you know, you're thinking about like the Battle of Thermopylae and there's just one Spartan that's like totally blind, just like, fuck, where are they? <laughs> I can't see the arrows. Like, that's, you just imagine that dude in there's like. some squinting in the background, like, yeah, is there, are they out like, there? Charlemagne's conquering Rome and, and there's just like one knight who's like I can't see shit especially <laughs> if they don't know that they're blind until they get conscripted because they didn't have vision tests back then like right, I didn't know yeah. I needed glasses until I was what yeah 12? yeah some, someone next to you is like there's ships on the horizon and they're like there are shit <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just like, yeah, it's just like you think that guy is just like he's a little like wispy. He's just like, you, 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 you where are you? Are you, are you just like not present? Come on, like, it's very hazy on the sea. Yeah. How did you not see those fucking Vikings? They were right there. You were the lookout. You were the only <laughs> yeah, exactly. lookout on duty. That's why 
why the Vikings did so well, of course. They only had glass. <laughs> they had literally roaring fire snakehead ships. How'd you not see them? <laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm done. For everyone here at the Movie Gang Podcast, this has been Ben Howarth. Yeah, again, glad, glad I have glasses. <laughs> I need them. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad we have like Motrin. Like I threw my back out at Timothy, and I like that's one that like I don't know what I would do, right? Like I just would have. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I watched uh, a, I watched like a movie from like the fifties, and they were like, "He's like, I have a headache," and they're like, "You shouldn't wear like baseball hats." So I was like, "What? <laughs> that was your answer? <laughs> don't wear it hats." A, it was it was like that or cocaine, right? Yeah, like, just, just drink, <laughs> drink some cocaine. You'll feel better. Go get yourself a cola because it's loaded with cocaine. <laughs> like that's, just that's have a, a goddamn drinking problem like every other human. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's also been Trevor Flynn. I've also been I good night. <laughs> and I've been your host, Jack Newman. Head on over to the Tuscan Shed Media Network. This is Tuscanshed.com where you can check out all our podcasts, including Animani. We just did our weekly roundup. We, I mean we did our fall look forward roundups. You can go check out all the new anime that just came out. Uh, also coming back probably in January will be the pen and paper pod. We're gonna talk about that soon. We also have a couple of other uh, things that you can go and check out there. While you're there, also if you head on over to Facebook, if you actually have a review or comments or things that you'd like to talk about with this episode, the lighthouse or anything to do otherwise, you can get on over to our Facebook. Facebook and Twitter. That's at the underscore movie underscore gang. Check that out. I think that's the same on both Twitter and Facebook. Go check that out there. And while you're over there, if you could do us a favor, I'm just going to say this right now, guys. I know that in our reviewing score system, we're we're pretty hard asses. We never give anything a 10 or you know, a 5 out of 5 or anything like that. But if you go, go to the purple icon, that's iTunes, head on over there and give us a 5-star review. If you're not going to give us a 5-star review, don't show up. You can even write it in the comments. You can just go in there and be like, I was told by Jack Newman to come here under threat of my life to put a five-star review here. You can do that because uh, Apple iTunes does not care. They don't read the things, but they, the algorithm is all funky and works for weird. So if you actually like us or want to talk us and see more of us, go ahead and head over there and do that. We really appreciate that. If you actually have things that you'd like to see us improve upon, head over to one of our social media sites and post your review there and other commentary. I, I will respond to it within 48 hours, probably. So uh, yeah, check that out. So if you really want to latch on to me and hear something about that, go down over there. And uh, one last time, for everybody here at the movie gang podcast thank you for listening hark hey <laughs> <I. laughs>